0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 624 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, we're going to talk about what else? The man of the hour, the now Vesna winning goaltender of the New York Rangers, Igor Shesterkin. He captures the Vezna. It was announced at last night's uh, NHL Awards. That would be Tuesday night, and it's now official, something that we knew was going to be happening for a long time. But yes, Igor Shesterkin wins the Vesna in near-unanimous uh, fashion. I believe he got all but three of the... First place votes, and I'm gonna double check that. I'm almost positive that's correct though, and probably should have been unanimous, but we'll break that all down, talk about him winning the Vesna. We're also gonna talk about Igor Shesterkin missing out on potentially winning a heart trophy, and we're gonna debate whether or not he was actually snubbed out of the heart trophy. He finished third place in that category. It was won by Austin Matthews. Connor McDavid was second. And uh, Igor Shesterkin was third. So we'll debate whether or not he was snubbed uh, as it pertains to the Hart Trophy. And we're also going to go back in time to last summer and recall the Rangers taking what was at the time a calculated risk and coming to an agreement with Igor Shesterkin on a long-term extension. Uh, obviously, that has paid enormous dividends, but we'll get to that in due time. For right now, we start with the Vesna, And again, like I just said a second ago, this was nothing more than a formality. He absolutely had to win this award far and away the best goalie in the league, the best goalie on planet Earth for this past season. It was a big night for Igor you know, I already mentioned he won the Vezina. Uh, he came in third place for the Hart Trophy. He also announced to the world that he is about to become a father. So him and his wife expecting their first child, huge congratulations to Igor Shosturkin and the Shosturkin family for everything that I just mentioned there. Obviously, once again, a really big night for Igor Shosturkin. But as far as the Vesna total layup and... That might also be why the NHL chose to present the Vesna Trophy first because there wasn't really going to be a whole lot of suspense here. Everyone knew this was going to be Igor's trophy to win. Uh, the biggest surprise, once again, might be that it was not unanimous. Igor Shosturkin ended up getting 29 out of the 32 first-place votes. The other three votes that he got were all second-place votes, and I'll give you the voting breakdown here as far as how many points that each goalie received in this voting And as we figured, it probably would be a complete landslide win for Igor Shosturkin. Once again, 29 first-place votes, three second-place votes. No third-place votes because everybody voted for him either first or second. But that was good for a total of 154 points. The second-place runner-up here to Igor Shosturkin as far as the VESA is concerned was Jacob Markstrom of the Calgary Flames. And he had 53 points in the voting compared to 154 from Igor Shesterkin. No first place votes for Jacob Markstrom, 14 second place votes, 11 third place votes. And then in third place, you had see Soros of the Nashville Predators, 32 points. He had no first place votes, nine second place votes, and five third place votes. And then rounding out uh, the top six here, you had Freddie Anderson in fourth place, Andre Vasilevsky in fifth place, Ilya Sorokin in sixth place. And All three of those goalies that I just mentioned, Anderson, Vasilevsky, Sorokin, they all had one of the first place votes. I can't really wrap my head around that. I mean, you know what? Different people are going to vote in different ways. They have different criteria. They have different things that they're looking at. And some people, I think, just have to be the contrarian. Well, oh, everybody thinks it's going to be Igor Shostakovich. Well, I think it should be Freddie Anderson, or I think it should be Ilya Sorokin. Look, they might have their reasons, and I'd love to talk to one of them and find out what those reasonings were. Uh, But be that as it may, a near unanimous win for Igor Igor Shostakovich, I will not really lose a lot of sleep as far as him not winning unanimously. He won this by an obviously dominant margin, and I think anybody who's realistic about what happened in the NHL this season, you have to recognize that Igor Shosturkin was the top goalie. You can go by the eye test, by any metric, by any stat you want to go by, he was the best goalie in the NHL. And I might as well just go through the rest of the list here. There were also three other goalies that got one third place vote apiece. Thatcher Demko, Philly Huso, and Tristan Jerry. But once again, Igor Shosturkin uh, running away with this award, and rightfully so. He was tops in the NHL with a save percentage of 935. He also led the NHL in... The other big goaltender uh, category, which would be goals against average, he had a 2.07 there. He had a total of six shutouts. That was third in the league. Jacob Markstrom had nine. Ilya Sorokin had seven. And as far as wins, uh, Igor Shesterkin was sixth in the league with 36. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky and Sergey Bobrovsky led the way there with 39 each. But again, just a tremendous uh, season for Igor Shosturkin. I have long since uh, exhausted pretty much my entire word bank as far as the adjectives used to describe what Igor Shesterkin did for the New York Rangers this season, he was just absolutely fantastic, and he was fantastic when he accepted the award as well. First of all, the award was presented by another former New York Ranger goalie, that would be Kevin Weeks. He announced Igor is the winner, and he also said the award goes to Igor Shesterkin and Benoit Allaire, which is kind of a nice touch from Kevin Weeks. Uh, you know, Weeks obviously was a Ranger goalie for. Two seasons, and Benoit lair has been with the Rangers since the beginning of time. So a nice shout out there by Kevin Weeks. And Igor did the speech himself. You know, a lot of times when he meets with the media, he'll have his translator there. He'll answer some of the questions in English, but if he gets, you know, in a situation where he's more comfortable speaking through his interpreter, then that's what he tends to do. But he gave this speech by himself up there. He shout out UC Saros and Jacob Markstrom. Told them they were both incredible goalies. thanked his teammates, thanked the coaches, thanked Benoit Allaire for believing in him, uh, thanked the fans, his parents, and then for some reason. And, and keep in mind, this is less than two minutes into Igor's speech. They start playing music, like to almost like play him off the stage. It's like, dude, let the guy speak. He's been up there for like a minute and a half. Can can you let him like thank his family members real quick? But then Igor, and thank God that you know they eventually shut off the music because Igor had a very special announcement, and he made it just after they finally turned the music back off, he thanked his wife and explained that she could not be there tonight because they are having a baby soon. He didn't specify exactly how soon or if it's a boy or girl or if he even knows that it's a boy or a girl, but uh, obviously a very, very cool night for Igor Shosturkin for a lot of reasons. As far as historical context, Igor Shosturkin becomes the sixth goalie in New York Ranger history to win the Vesna. He is the first since some guy named Henrik Lundqvist won it back in 2011-2012. And like I said a second ago, you could go by stats, you can go by metrics, you can go by the eye test, you can go by anything you want. There was no other choice to win this award this season than Igor Shesterkin. And he, again, wins in a landslide. We could easily do an episode in the future where we look back at his top five or maybe even his top 10 best performance of, this, of the season, uh, maybe we'll think about doing something like that when we get into some of the lighter parts of the offseason because right now, you know, there's still a lot to talk about as far as, You know, impending unrestricted free agency, the Rangers own free agents, who they might look to add in free agency, what kind of trades they might look to make. The NHL draft, there's a lot to get to here for sure. Uh, So we'll save that for some time in the future. Um, But again, you know, he was just absolutely fantastic. We started our countdown of the 10 best Ranger wins of the season the other day, part one of that. His early season gem against the Leafs was number nine on that list, and I think one of the best performances that you will see by a goaltender uh, pretty much in the entirety of the 2021-2022 season. And I bring that game up for this specific reason because it's something else that I want to talk about here today. What Igor did in that game against the Leafs, he absolutely carried the team on his back, and that's kind of part of a bigger storyline because Igor Shosturkin, not just in that game against the Leafs early in the season, pretty much for the entirety of October and probably most of November, Igor Shesterkin absolutely carried the Rangers. The Rangers could have slid down the standings pretty early this season. I get the feeling that, you know, if they had gotten off to a rough start, they eventually would have worked their way out of it, climbed their way back up the standings, Uh, especially when you look at the kind of season that the Rangers went on to have. I think eventually, even if they scuffled in the early parts of the season, they would have gotten it back together and probably still been a playoff team. But you never know for sure. You got to keep in mind, Rangers still a very young team. And in recent history, they've gotten off to some really rough starts to the season. And if Igor isn't there to basically save the Rangers' bacon in October and most of November, as he did, then maybe the losses start to pile up and these young Rangers, they start to get discouraged. They start to get frustrated. They start to say, oh man, you know, here we go again. Instead, Igor once again really picks up his team, steals a bunch of wins early in the year, was the best player on the ice for... God knows how many games this season, and made sure that the Rangers didn't go into an early season tailspin, which really could have hurt the team morale and could have created a situation where you know they're down in the standings and who knows if they get back out of it. Again, I think they eventually would have gotten it together. But yeah, you're a young team. You don't need to be getting off to a rough start for, I don't know, the fourth straight season, the fifth straight season, something like that. Um, So... That was absolutely huge, what Igor did early in the season. And that's not to downplay anything that Igor did later in the season because he was a huge reason the Rangers had such a strong finish this season and an even bigger reason why the Rangers made it as far as they did in the playoffs. They go 5-0 and when facing elimination before finally being knocked out by Tampa. Uh, obviously, you need a goalie who's clutch and rises to the occasion in the big games if you're going to go 5-0 and in the playoffs when facing elimination. And I know that playoff performance doesn't have anything to do. They don't take that into accommodation when giving out these awards. But be that as it may, uh, it's just still something that gives you an idea of the caliber of goalie that Igor Shesterkin is. Once again, going 5-0 and when the Rangers were facing elimination in the first two rounds of the postseason this year. But again, you just cannot say enough about how important Igor was to the Rangers in the early parts of this season. He was as valuable to the Rangers as any player in hockey was as valuable to his team, which by the way, that leads me into something else that I want to talk about, and that is the simple fact that Igor did not win the Hart Trophy, which goes to the league's most valuable player. That instead went to Austin Matthews, and we're going to dissect this whole situation and try to determine if Igor Shesterkin was snubbed out of the Hart Trophy. We will do that in just a second, but first, I just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk built Bar flavor that you love is a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com right now. To make sure that you don't miss out, they are going fast because they taste amazing. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to built.com, use promo code LOX15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOX15 for 15% off. Bill.com. All right. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right. So as I mentioned in the intro, Igor Shosturkin does not win the Hart Trophy. And now the million-dollar question becomes, was he snubbed? Should he have indeed been the Hart Trophy winner just as he won the Vesna? As much as I would like to come on here, start pounding my fists on the table, demanding justice, being just absolutely livid that Igor Shesterkin did not win the Hart trophy I can't really do that to begin with when you're dealing with a goalie winning the Hart trophy and you're comparing him against you know skaters that's difficult in and of itself you know comparing skaters and goalies and trying to assess their value and who's more important to their team that's always somewhat of a difficult task because it's a little bit of apples and oranges and on top of that you look at the two guys who finished in front of him Austin Matthews won the Hart He came in first place. Connor McDavid was in second place. And both of them just had amazing seasons and both are completely worthy of winning the Hart Trophy. I thought maybe it would be a little bit more closer than it turned out to be, uh, really among all three of Matthews, McDavid, and Igor Shesterkin. But there was a pretty significant gap between those three players, You know, at least as far as the voting points are concerned. I'll give you the quick breakdown here. I mean, some of you probably saw this already, but I think it bears repeating here, uh, just so everybody has an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, but yes, Austin Matthews, he wins the... Heart trophy. And the way that this works is that everybody voting in this, you know, award category here, you get to place five votes. And, you know, first places were 10 points, second place is seven, third place is five, fourth place is three, fifth place is one. But Austin Matthews ends up with 119 of the 195 first place votes. That was good for 1,630 points. Coming in second place is Connor McDavid. But once again, a pretty significant drop off in points, more than 500, in fact, Connor McDavid ends up with 1,111 points. He also had 29 of the first place votes out of the 195 votes that were cast. And then in third place, another pretty significant drop here, Igor Shosturkin, 738 points. He had 24 of the 195 first place votes. And then to just kind of, I'll just run through the top 10 real quick here. You had Johnny Goudreau, Jonathan Huberdeau, Roman Yossi, Kirill Kaprizov, Kale McCarr, Leon Dreizedel, and Alex Ovechkin. And before we get to Eeyore and kind of state his case here, even though I'm completely fine with him not winning this award, I got to say, first and foremost, I'm kind of surprised that Austin Matthews not only won this over Connor McDavid, but did so in a fairly relative landslide victory here. I mean, more than 500 points more than Connor McDavid. Uh, you know, McDavid, he led the league with 123 points. Austin Matthews was tied for sixth in that category with 106 points. Uh, Matthews, however, did lead the NHL with 60 goals, whereas McDavid— Oh, I mean, I say only. He only had 44 goals. Uh, McDavid had already won the award twice, however, including last year, and I think this goes back to something that I've talked about in the past. Sometimes when it comes down to these awards, if you've got two guys that are kind of neck and neck and a strong case could be made for either— player, you know, no matter what the award is or what sport it might be, I think a lot of times the voters tend to kind of side with the guy that has not yet won that award. And given the fact, once again, that Connor McDavid has won this award twice, including last year, and Austin Matthews has yet to win it, I get the feeling there could have been some people voting on this that just said, ah, what the heck, you know, let's give it to Austin Matthews this year. It's close enough anyway. Let's have a great player be honored with his first uh, Hart Trophy. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's the way that it goes sometimes. And on top of that, I guess with McDavid, you could also argue that it's a little bit of a cancel-out factor when it comes to him playing with Leon Draisaitl, because, you know, Draisaitl, he himself was number nine in Hart Trophy voting. And because this award goes to the most valuable player, not necessarily the best player, but the most valuable player, maybe that hurts McDavid just a little bit. It hasn't hurt him in the past, obviously, but that could work against you uh, at least to a certain extent. Although, as soon as I say that, I realize, you know, Toronto, they've got no shortage of superstar players on their roster either. Maybe nobody uh, the caliber of Leon Dreisel as far as whoever the second best player on that team might be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm completely fine once again with Austin Matthews winning this award, uh, the first heart of his career, and Igor Shosturkin ends up in third place. I will say for Igor Shostakin, though, you know, early this season especially, but really throughout the entire season and probably even into the playoffs as well, All the Ranger naysayers out there, what did they say? What did they say to us? What was the the chatter on Twitter, uh, just a talk around the league? It was that, oh, man, the Rangers, Igor Shosturkin carries them. They would be nothing without Igor Shosturkin. The Rangers wouldn't even be in the playoffs if it wasn't for Igor Shosturkin. On and on and on with this stuff. Okay, well, fine. I mean, I don't agree with that at all, but let's just say that these people are right. They're totally not. But let's just say that they're right, for argument's sake. If that's the case, then... Igor Shosturkin has a hell of a case to be the Hart Trophy winner, because again, the Hart goes to the most valuable player. And if the Rangers are this supposedly mediocre to not so great team, and the only reason that they accomplished what they accomplished this season was because of Igor Shosturkin in net, then that just strengthens the case for Igor Shosturkin to potentially take home the Hart Trophy. I mean, he's really valuable to this team if you listen to some of these New York Ranger uh, naysayers. But be that as it may, again, I just want to state the case for Igor. Always difficult. A little bit of apples and oranges when you're comparing skaters and goalies. But I want to at least you know throw that out there and uh, just mention that. That, hey, you know what? If, if Igor really did carry the Rangers, which he did at times, but certainly not for the entire season, then that only strengthens uh, his case for potentially winning the heart this season. Um, there was something else that I want to talk about today, and I figure we can wrap up with this. Uh, The Raiders, you know, they took some heat last summer when they paid Igor Shesterkin a little bit early and ended up giving him a four-year, $23 million-plus deal, Uh, but now that, Contract looks like the steel of all steals. And we will talk about just that in a second. We're going to, again, go back in time about a year and talk about the Rangers' handling of Igor Shesterkin and their decision to take a little bit of a leap of faith and sign him to a contract extension rather early. You know, kind of get in front of it and not have to pay just, you know, out the you-know-what to keep this guy in Ranger blue. So we will get to that in just a second. All right, so once again, revisiting last summer, the Rangers and Igor Shesterkin sit down. They hammer out a four-year contract million contract, which obviously carries an average annual value of $5.666 million per season. And you know, at the time it was something of a controversial signing. I think Ranger fans were mostly on board with it and they mostly understood what the Rangers were trying to do here. And that was lock up a goalie who has shown incredible potential, who has dominated hockey at every level that he's ever played and get him locked up to a long-term deal sooner rather than later, understanding the fact that if you allow this to drag out longer and longer and longer, it's just going to cost you more and more and more in the long term. And so I thought the Rangers, I absolutely loved this move when they did it last summer. I know there were people that had some reservations because at the time, Igor Shitsurkin had played just 48 career NHL games. And to this point, I I forget exactly how this was you know qualified, but basically, no goalie in NHL history had ever played as few games in the NHL as Igor Shosturkin and gotten as big of a contract as Igor Shosturkin received. Now, did this deal come with some risk? Yes, it did. Was it something of a bold move and a bit of a leap of faith by the New York Rangers to sign such an inexperienced goalie to such a you know pretty big contract here? Yes, it was. But sometimes you do have to take a calculated risk, which is what this was. And again, Ranger naysayers, they were quick to point out that, wow, you know, you're jumping the gun pretty early. You're really putting all your eggs in the Igor Shosturkin basket. Yeah, they were because they believed in this guy. They thought that they got an absolute steal when they drafted him in the fourth round. And when you look at his track record, I realize the KHL, the AHL, they are not the NHL. But whenever you get a chance, just go back and look at the numbers that Igor Shisterkin, uh put up during his time playing in both of those leagues. They are absolutely just out of this planet. And if you dominate to that degree in the KHL and the AHL, you got to figure this guy is at least going to be a pretty darn good NHL goalie, if not an absolute superstar. And what he has become is an absolute superstar. This has to be the best contract on the New York Rangers in terms of how good this player is, how valuable he is to the team, and what the Rangers are currently paying him. I almost feel kind of bad for Igor Just, I mean, I don't feel too bad because he's getting paid very, very well to do something that he absolutely loves for a living. And in fact, if you want to look down the road a little bit, Igor Shesterkin will be a UFA going into 2025, 2026, and he will be just 29 years old when that happens. So Igor May well cash in yet again, but for the time being, again, this has to be among the best contracts in hockey, certainly the best contract on the New York Rangers. And to further illustrate my point here, I went ahead and I looked this up. I want to compare and contrast him to some of the other goalies around the league and find out where he is in terms of what he's making per season. Igor Shosturkin right now, and keep in mind he just won the Vezina, which confirms the fact that he is the absolute best goalie in the world. And if you go by the Hart Trophy voting, he is the third most valuable player in the NHL, regardless of what position that you play. Igor Shosturkin right now is the 12th highest paid goalie in the league. He's behind, this is an order from top to bottom, Kerry Price, Sergey Barofsky Andre Vasilevsky, Marc-Andre Fleury, John Gibson, Matt Murray, Connor Hallibuck, Jacob Markstrom, Jordan Binnington, Philip Grubauer, and Jonathan Quick. Some good goalies on that list to be sure. Igor's the absolute best. The Vesna says so, and the, the landslide Vesna win also says so. So it was a fantastic move by the New York Rangers. Uh, one of the early moves in the tenure of Chris Jury, but he was onto something. Sometimes you have to get ahead of the ballgame a little bit and take that just little bit of a risk, a little bit of a gamble and get somebody under contract to a reasonable cost and let it hopefully pay dividends for you going forward, which is what this contract has already done for the Rangers, and it's what it will continue to do going forward uh, for these next handful of seasons here. Obviously, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, 2025, 2026, when this contract runs up, but for the time being, once again, one of the absolute best contracts in hockey. And not to go too far off topic here, but while we're on the subject, I think the Rangers ought to look to do something. Kind of similar with Keandre Miller. Keandre Miller is a budding superstar in this league. And if the Rangers are smart, and I think they are, they, they've had a lot more hits than misses over these past couple of seasons in terms of all their wheelings and dealings. But if they're smart, they will do everything they can to sit down with Keandre Miller this offseason and see if they can't work out some kind of a long term agreement as well. Because the longer you wait with Keandre Miller, the more expensive he's going to be when he eventually is a free agent. I think the best thing to do you dangle some money in front of him right now, you offer him a raise, and uh, you offer him some obvious long-term financial security, and you just get ahead of this game here, and you let the new Ke'Andre Miller contract continue to pay dividends for the Rangers for hopefully many seasons to come because that guy is going to be an absolute... He already is. You know what? There's no more he's going to be. He has potential. He has upside. He has this. He has that. Ke'Andre Miller is already a superstar in this league, and the Rangers are lucky to have him, and they would do well to see if they can't knock out some kind of a long-term agreement with him this offseason as well, just like they did with Igor Shesterkin last offseason. And then I figure we can wrap up for today by talking about some of the uh, lesser-talked-about awards that the NHL gives out. Some of these were actually announced during the Rainer playoff run, but there was so much going on with the rangers you know, coming back from three games to one against the Penguins, rallying to come back and beat the Carolina Hurricanes in seven games, going toe-to-toe with the Tampa Bay Lightning. We didn't really have a lot of time to talk about this, but I want to at least shout out uh, these awards and a couple of the Rangers that got some consideration for these awards, and we start with the Lady Bing Award. Lady Bing goes to the player that is judged to have exhibited the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability. This was won by Kyle Connor, who had 1,527 votes. Mika Sabanajad, though, came in fifth place for this award with 246 points, and Artemi Panarin came in 12th place with 100 points. And then... Also, the Selkie Trophy, this is another one we didn't really get to talk about. Patrice Bergeron won on a landslide. He had 1,798 points, and I should actually back up for a second. The Selkie Trophy goes to the uh, forward, the best defensive forward, basically. I don't have the exact verbiage in front of me, but the Selkie goes to the best defensive forward in the league, and once again, it was won by Patrice Bergeron. Second place was Elias Lindholm with 878 points, so Lindholm was nearly a full 1,000 points behind Bergeron, who won the award. But Mika Zibanejad, it's worth tossing out there. He came in 15th place with 25 points. And also Andrew Kopp was tied for 24th place with five points. He got one third place vote to at least get onto the ballot there. But uh, yeah, obviously the other big one then is also the Jack Adams award that was won by Daryl Suter. Uh, we already talked about that one. Uh, certainly could have, and should have, and was in the mix to potentially win it. He comes in third place instead, and uh, yeah, that pretty much puts a wrap on award season for the New York Rangers. I think we covered just about everybody who either won, oh, well, Adam Fox. Did I mention Adam Fox? I don't think I did. Adam Fox came in fifth place for the Norris Trophy voting one year after he actually won the award. Kale McCarr won the Norris this season with 1,631 points. It was a nail-biter. Roman Yossi was in second place with 1,606 points. Victor Hedman with 940, Charlie McAvoy with 358, and then Adam Fox in fifth place with 248 points. He was the first Ranger defenseman to finish in top five voting for the Norris Trophy in consecutive seasons since Brian Leach accomplished that feat back in the mid-90s. And so obviously another great season for Adam Fox, but I think we could pretty much Wrap up there, we've covered all the awards. Uh, The only other couple of quick things that I wanted to mention here, Brandon Offman named a first-team OHL All-Star this season, and why not? He was absolutely tremendous, the Rangers' first-round draft pick from this past year. Offman put up 50 goals and 47 assists for a total of 97 Points in 66 games with the Flint Firebirds while captaining that team, and then in the playoffs, another 19 games, another 9 goals, another 15 assists, and another 24 points. Again, just a sensational season for Brian Often and a well-deserved accolade first-team OHL member. And then one last piece of news as it pertains to award season for the New York Rangers. Chris Drury has been nominated for the Jim Gregory General Manager of the Year Award. He's going to be up against Joe Sackick of the Avalanche and Julian Brisebois of the Tampa Bay Lightning. This award will not be announced until a future date, and I figure we can dive into it in greater detail at that time. I mean, sooner or later, whether Drury wins this award or not, we're going to do an episode where we kind of assess his first full season as New York Ranger general manager. You guys know how I feel about how he did at the trade deadline this season. I thought he just absolutely knocked it out of the park. He's had a hiccup or two since taking over as GM. I think most notably the three-year deal that he gave to Patrick Nemeth would be the biggest blemish on his track record, but for the most part, Chris Jury has stepped in and absolutely killed it. Whether you feel that uh, a change was necessary, there might be some people that think that JD and Jeff Gorton never should have been fired, and I agree, but... You also got to give some credit to Chris. I mean, he, Chris Drury didn't fire them, and he stepped in and uh, has done a tremendous job, for the most part, for the New York Rangers since taking the reins. Uh, so we will discuss that in a future episode, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Once again, that is locked on LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.